where'd you rather be than right here, right now? For Bills fans. Let's go, By Bills fans. Only Buffalo is going to win it. This is the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast with Brad the Bruiser Icorn and Alex Jones. is frightful but the fire is so delightful since we've no place to go let it snow let it snow let it snow here's brad the bruiser icorn and welcome back for another edition of the buffalo bills draft house podcast as we get set for bills Dolphins this weekend in what could be a potentially snowy matchup here in western New York as the Buffalo Bills uh, will look to string together win number five winners of their last four games. So right now this team is starting to click at the right time. It, it hasn't been pretty. It wasn't necessarily even pretty on Sunday, but Buffalo managed to go out there and find a way to win um, and I think the Jets' numbers, slightly inflated looking, uh, based, they were playing from behind um, the majority of the game there, so uh, at least from uh, the end of the second quarter till, uh, you know, into the third, but I'm, I mean, all in all, I don't, I don't think this game was as close as it looked, especially on paper. Um, offense wasn't great, but the conditions had a lot to do with it. I'm not taking too much stock in what happened in that game against a much improved Jets team. No, I'm not either, Brad. I I think too, the offensive numbers aren't there, but it's because of honestly just a lot of drops. Yeah. I mean, you look at that game, that was a lot of mental errors by a lot of players you shouldn't have mental errors from. Yeah, a lot. Uh, John Brown, I think, could ne- have nearly, nearly have drawn maybe a pass interference call on Sauce Gardner. I, I was there at the game, and I was like, 16, who the hell is 16 Brown? I was like, oh, John Brown. Okay, he's 16. I got it. Yeah, that's the uh, weird thing with these guys coming back. All the numbers are taken. Yeah, because uh, remember, last time he was on this roster at the time, Robert Foster was wearing number 16 when they were together on the roster at the same time. So, obviously, Robert Foster, I think he's with the Giants now. But um, there you go, 16 for John Brown. Uh, I do re- I did read that Cole Beasley, who we'll talk more about coming back, he will be wearing number 11. Yes, yes, he will. All right, so that's something to look forward to, uh, the arrival of Cole Beasley. But um, before we get into this game here, I, I just need to get out there a little bit and uh, want to dedicate this podcast to my grandmother. Uh, she uh, passed away today at the age of 94 years old, long life, uh, battled Alzheimer's for a number of years here, so very much in a better place, but uh, you know, born at uh, Kenmore Mercy Hospital here in Buffalo, grew up in Tonawanda, uh, raised my dad, my aunt, in Amherst and Williamsville uh, before several relocations throughout the country. I guess it just runs in my bloodline here, move around the country a whole lot, but uh, uh, thinking of my grandmother tonight, not just because she passed, but because she was a, a true Buffalonian, and I think she would be happy hearing that we're out here doing this podcast as we get set for a big snowstorm uh, this weekend here in western New York. 
Yes, Brad. So sorry for yours and your family's loss. I appreciate it very much, Alex. Uh, I was not sorry for the Jets' loss on Sunday at all. Um, I mean, the defense played very, very sound, especially the line. Uh, even without Von Miller on this roster, uh, they got a big push here, uh, especially Russo is you know starting to develop into what we hoped he would become. He's becoming a monster out there and causing a lot of disruption there on that uh, offensive front there for whatever opponent he may face. Yeah, Brad, it is... Uh... Greg's becoming one of the best pass rushers in the NFL, which a lot of us hoped he would. I mean, bringing in a guy like Vaughn, you hope he can kind of mentor those younger guys and bring them along. And him and AJ Epinesa are both having great seasons. Yes. Yep. Just at the right time. This line is, you know, I, I think a pretty deep group. They put a lot of time. They invested a lot in in this core group there, and they're getting a lot of push, even, you know, without Jordan Phillips, who's been battling a shoulder injury. We saw Shaq come through. I didn't realize when I was at the game, but watching the highlights, how he was basically pointing at the jet front, uh, you know, the, the, the jet sideline. They cut him. So, uh, I mean, it, it, was, it was fun to see them, you know, impose their will. It was a little scary, though, just from a human standpoint. Mike White took a beating, and the fact that he came out after both brutal hits in this one says something about his toughness, but man, oh man, he got walloped out there. Yeah, that was crazy, Brad. It really was. It was It was one of those times where you're like, hey, can we pull him off the field, please? Like, Not even from like a team standpoint, just like I don't want to see a guy die on the field, you know? Yeah. That's where it was, that's what it looked like it was getting to where it was like man. What are you what are you doing here, Jets? What are you guys like are you really willing to sacrifice this quarterback for a what looks like it's going to be a loss? Like I didn't really understand it personally. No, um, and I don't understand why they didn't just say, all right, you know what, just sit out the game. But they were trying to win this game ultimately, and I I think uh, it it came out as it should that the coaching staff doesn't have any faith in uh, a Mr. Joseph Flacco. Um, He looked just as bad as he knew, and I, I kept yelling and chanting, you know, Joe Flacco, you're the best player on our team. I mean, he looked horribly bad out there that I'm not surprised that Zach Wilson got elevated after this game to the backup quarterback spot. I'm not easy either, but it's crazy that he's got like if you have that little faith in him, why is he taking up a roster spot? I can't I it's hard to believe that he is even still in the NFL at this point. I mean I remember I was living in Lincoln, Nebraska when he started. Yeah, I mean don't get me wrong, that Super Bowl run he had was it was really good. You can't say anything about it. However, time's undefeated against uh, everyone. Yes. So there you go. Bills get a 20-12 to win over the Jets. Not pretty. They had a punt blocked. Eh. Thought special teams played well in all, all in all. Uh, Tyler Bass kicked the ball well. Really good day. Punting the football by Sam Martin. Um, good team win. Yeah, I can't decide whose fault that blocked pun was. It was either Jaquan Johnson or the defensive end who was on the assignment because the defensive end steps inside with a crosser. 
Mm-hmm. So I, I <laughs> and then Jaquan Johnson also commits to the crosser, which opens up the range for Jermaine Johnson. So I'm gonna put that one on on Jaquan, uh, who's had one of the tougher seasons, Brad. Like as a person who was so heavily invested with Jaquan Johnson as a player early on, um, he has shown that. <laughs> He went from a guy like we need to resign to like maybe you just let that contract contract ride out. Yeah, yeah. He did have a fumble recovery. Uh, easy to pick out there when everyone's wearing blue and he had his red sleeves. But yeah, he may have missed that. But he did, you know, he did have a fumble recovery in this one at least. Did he? Which one? Uh, what fumble? I thought that was uh, later in the second quarter. Or th- oh. second quarter, fourth oh, quarter. Is it the one. Is it the one that Hamlin punched out? I, I I believe that's the one. That's it. Okay. Second quarter. It was second half, but yes. Uh, yeah. He 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 did have that recovery, but all in all, no, I agree. We'll see how that rides out. I mean, we saw Tim Settle show his presence in this one. Uh, we saw you know. Just really the entire defensive line just flex their muscles in this one and solid win that if they can get that kind of uh, press on the Miami front in this game, that's going to be huge in this one because the way the weather is forecasted, I don't care that Miami is walking around with shirts that say, I wish it was colder. Keep wishing. Sure. See how that goes. They're going to have a tough time throwing the football in this one. I think, uh, you know, I would hope that Josh Allen, will his arm can cut through the snow should they try to air it out in this one. But that's going to be difficult. And this is a team that doesn't have much of a ground attack right now. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. When you Mike – McDaniel, Mike McDaniels is a Shanahan disciple. Yeah. So – you can never count them out from the sort of run game attack. They're always very creative and very good at figuring out uh, how to attack opponents on the ground. But I agree. It, it hasn't been going this year. I mean, they already they traded Chase Edmonds. He was part of the Bradley Trump, Trump trade. I mean, they really haven't had a whole lot of going on the ground. No, not much at all. Well, it's going to be an 8-15 kickoff uh, coming up here on Saturday night from Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park, New York, uh, where the Bills will be hosting the Miami Dolphins. Like we said, 8-15. It's going to be televised on NFL Network. Um, I'm not quite sure what to expect in this one. I I feel like this time around, especially... um, they have a good shot of winning this game. I almost expect them to, but you know what? I also expected them to win that game in Miami and we just saw how much the elements got the better of them that it it could be vice versa this time, but I'm not 100% sure they're still a good football team, but I while I was talking here, I was also trying to look up where they stand running the football. They're ranked 29th in the NFL rushing the football. They average 89.8 yards per game. Yeah, so it's... And the Bills have been stingy on the run defense. One of the things that's been brought up about the Bills run game is basically you can attack it through some different means and try to get the Bills out of nickel. However... I just don't see that happening. You know, the Bills have been so aggressive in the nickel 
throughout the year where they really haven't gotten out of it. I, I just don't see them getting out of it for this game either. No matter what you bring out as a squadron. All right. This is the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. Follow us across our social media platforms, drafthouseboards.com at DHS Buffalo at TW Callahan DHS at Bills Bruiser, uh, Facebook.com slash Buffalo Bills Draft House. Have to ask Alex, are you shoveling the snow right now? I am, Brad. We're getting, we have about six and a half inches roughly. Okay. And there's some dubious characters in our area who if you're not prompt with the snow shoveling will come shovel your driveway for you and then be like that'll be twenty dollars <laughs> i kept hearing the scraping i was like i'm impressed not only is alex dialed in talking buffalo bills but it, it, you're saving your your neighborhood from potential neighbors or hoa uh complainers here uh keeping things compliant and still feeding our listeners here full of buffalo bill content that's impressive well, well brad there's really i'm gonna be honest is there anything more Buffalonian than going out and shoveling the snow while no. talking about the Buffalo Bills. I feel guilty that I'm not out shoveling snow. Granted, the snow hasn't started here yet, so I have time, but yeah, nothing says Buffalo like shoveling snow. I, I, I think I, I just need, we need to kill the music a little bit and just enjoy the ambiance <laughs> of the sound of the, the shovel. Well, I'll tell you what, Brad, I, I literally just finished up. Luckily, the property <laughs> I have to take care of is Minimal at best, but, you know, it's still one of those things. You got to get done when you got to get it done. Starting to get my old man legs under me where it's like a little bit of snow and all of a sudden I'm like, I got to get out of there and shovel. Well, I'm ready myself this weekend to incrementally remove snow as it comes. I don't like to let it fall all at once and dig it out. I want to do it every so often. So between the snow shovels, uh, all the helpers we have in our house, and the snow thrower, I, I, I would hope we'd be okay. But I don't know. Right now, um, let's let's talk a little bit of weather a little bit here because right now um, I, I'm reading reports all over the map. And I think, you know, with some of this light, effect snow that we get here in the south towns of buffalo it is harder to predict so honestly looking at this game i'm not a hundred percent sure what the weather is going to be like right now here's the weather forecast at least from the national weather service for saturday snow likely of course temps are going to be steady around 30 winds blowing west southwest at 10 to 20 miles an hour it's a chance of snow accumulating one to three inches all right that doesn't sound so bad that's during the day on saturday but let's go into at night when this game is actually going to take place here snow in the evening will give way to lingering snow showers overnight a low of 28 winds southwest at 10 to 15 miles an hour, 80% chance of snow, 3 to 5 inches. So there you go. I heard the possibility of 9, uh, 3 plus 5, that's 8. That's close enough there. So possibility of 9 inches of snow uh, from morning to night uh, on Saturday. And that's it's going to be interesting, Brad, how these two teams react to that. It, historically, Josh Allen's done pretty well in the cold, non-windy variety of games. You know, last year for the Patriots playoff game, um, Josh Allen went for freezing temperatures, went for 358 and 4 TDs. So, I, you know, 
I'm going to trust this Bills team. I also think you see them do a little gamesmanship here and maybe not turn on the heat on their benches because then Miami can also not do the same. I would like it. That would mirror what happened in South Beach in September where Miami was in the shade, didn't turn their misters on, so the Bills weren't allowed to, and we saw guys dropping like flies in this one. I... I don't know if I'd see him drop like flies in this, but uh, be very uncomfortable in this one. Um, I know, Alex, you and I were uh, texting during the game. You're not going to be here. I will be. And I was thinking I'm just going to fill a coffee mug with hot chicken broth. I have about a mile walk from where I park to get into the stadium, so I'm going to just drink, drink hot chicken broth, and hopefully that keeps me warm at least in the first half of this one. Yeah, you know, I got to say, last year I did uh, for the game, I ponied up and went with the um, club seats, which are the heated seats. Yes, Ooh, and that boy, was smart. Man, those are those are a game changer. I'll tell you what, those are straight up a game changer. It is, um, it is, it is very, very nice when you do that. I got to say, having it be rather than negative. I don't even know. Negative, what was it at that point? Negative 10, negative 15. Mm-hmm. Um, to being like 35, 40 degrees, where it was just, it was warm enough where I could take my jacket off and just wear a hoodie. Those are hard to argue. Well, yeah, I remember last week as I'm in the stands freezing because. I only brought one pair of gloves, and because it was kind of misty, my gloves were soaked before the game even started, so I, I kind of had to battle that smartly. I'll bring two pairs of gloves this week and rubber gloves to put on top of my gloves, whatever it takes. I still got to show my Bills colors here, but I remember just turning back and looking and seeing the heaters and stuff in the club seats, and I, every time I thought of you, Alex, and I see, all right, that's that's what Alex is talking about. That's where it's at. Unfortunately, I can only afford these so I won't be in the club seats this weekend. I'll tell you what, though, Brad. They were that's 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 life goals. Those are those <laughs> seats are those seats are something else. Being able to just also when you get too cold, a few times it was kind of getting a little bitter. Just being able to go inside and sit and watch TV in a nice heated room, you're like, oh, yeah, this is how the other half lives, huh? Yeah, this is. No wonder, no wonder that the problems are a little less hard when you just be like, ah, it's a little too chilly. I'm going to go inside. Like, that is pretty nice. All right. <laughs> Aspirations then for me here. Step one for me, getting tickets. Step two, moving to Buffalo. Step three, uh, finding a way to uh, get club seats at some point here. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, the Buffalo Bills will take on the Miami Dolphins in this game. Let's get into your keys to the game here. Alex, break it down here for us here. Offensively, what does Buffalo have to do, especially in the elements here, to go ahead and get a W? They need to get back to their consistency in the run game. Um, You know, the past two games before the Jets game, the Bills' run attack was incredibly proficient. Um, and I think they need to get back to that. They need to get back to attacking opposing teams that way, which opens up the pass. Um, I was big. I mean, I'm, I'm still am a, if it's working, let it work. But James Cook looked like a difference maker in the run game. Just honestly did. And he's one of those guys, if you can get him activated early, um, you can 
he could be a legitimate game changer as a threat to this Miami defense. It makes them pause when they're blitzing, opens up some lanes possibly. Um, no drops this week. Like, I know it's crazy to say, but you got to eliminate those drops, those mental mistakes, those concentration errors. If yeah. you can eliminate those as a team, set up, last week's game looks wildly different. Last week's game is com- a completely different game because though there were a lot of big plays opportune, a lot of big play opportunities that the Bills just couldn't take advantage of. I mean, John Brown's drop where he was probably interfered slightly with John uh, by Sauce Gardner was a probable touchdown. Like he had the ball in his hands he on did. the doorstep. Yeah, he was there. So it, it, it just gets into if you can eliminate those mental concentration errors, those are going to be game-changing plays. And I mean, even in the first Miami game, Gabe Davis gets hit in the hands in the end zone and just drops the ball. That's that's a game-changing play. That is literal. That changes the fortune of this team. Now we're 11 and two this week. We've already clinched a playoff spot, and we have a game in hand lead on Kansas City, which is also a huge thing. In all honesty, sorry to get a little off track here, but a key to this game is looking looking ahead and hmm. figuring out in this playoff. You got to play off light. You got to play like your life depends on it because it kind of does. If you play this game and win this game, A, the Bills clinch a playoff position, but also B, if you can clinch the number one seed, which obviously you can't do in this game, but if you can clinch the number one seed, you avoid Cincinnati slash Baltimore, but probably Cincinnati because they're going to be uh, Baltimore's me without Lamar Jackson for, uh, it looks like, a little bit of time. Yeah. Um, and... You miss out on those two will have to play to get to you. You get home field advantage and you get the winner of whoever's the five, four five seed, which will probably be Tennessee versus whoever. And we saw what the Bills did to Tennessee earlier this year. I'm not saying Tennessee's a bad team by any stretch, but a team that seems to be a little lost identity wise right now. And I know you said look ahead, but I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, more look at the big picture in this one and what it means to go out and get a win here because, uh, I mean, a very grounded team that always, you know, you know, wants to focus on whatever opponent they're, you know, they're playing each week. They'll take the W and then turn their thoughts to this one. So, yeah, big picture wise, I agree with you, Alex. Uh, they yeah, they need to keep their eyes on their prize. It's sort of one of those things where it's like you need to have the scope for what's going on around you and yeah. play as if your playoff lives depend on it. Yeah. You know, because it, it, it a little bit does. You know, every game, sort of like coming in with the mentality of like every game's must win. Because that's where we're kind of at. We're kind of at. Every game is a must win. Every, you know, you do need to go out there and win these games because that's going to be a legitimate game changer when it comes to seeding, when it comes to all of these different things. Even... If the Bills lose this game, it probably means they lose the AFC East. Which moves you from playing at home to playing at away. Yeah, I I wouldn't say they'd be quite out if they lose this game. They could still win it, but it would be definitely more difficult. No doubt in this one. it it it, It would make the path to the playoffs, to the Super Bowl, much more difficult. Yep. More difficult than it needs to be. 
Yep. Yep. This is about building uh, a, a smooth path to the Super Bowl here. Smooth. Take that for what it's worth here. There's no such thing as smooth in the NFL, but an easier road ahead would definitely help this franchise, especially, you know, two years in a row. They've ended their postseason in Kansas City. Um, I like to think to, you know, they'd end at least the home and away playoff games ended at home with a win off to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that is, that is, I think, the best path. Defensive keys to the game here, Alex. Defensively, you got to get into his face early and often, make him feel uncomfortable. Continue with your run fits. Just play like your hair is on fire like they have been. Um, and it's just activating those young guys along the defensive line because it's looking like Miami might be without a couple of their tackles um, in this game. And if you can make uh, what is already one of the uh, uh, less skilled guard center combos in the NFL feel uncomfortable and feel that pressure, and on top of that get that edge rushing pressure, it is going to be game-wrecking for the Dolphins because Tua will hold the ball a little bit. He does have a tendency to sort of pat, pat, pat that ball. And if you can get some interior pressure right in his face, make him feel uncomfortable, really make him feel it early and often, that is going to be a game changer. Finally, I think if you gotta you got to bring Tyre Alam out there. Uh, he, he just shuts down Alabama wide receivers. He, he showed up while he was at Florida. Played very well in the first Miami game. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you just got to activate him this game and make him a part of the game plan. I don't think Dane Jackson can keep up with the Waddles and the Tyree kills of this world. And I think it's time to see what you have in your first round pick. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Go ahead and uh, put the young man out there and see what he can pr- uh, perform. I, you know, Luckily, I think they're a lot more loaded. And I didn't even realize this. I heard someone talking about it today, that how hurt we were uh, in the secondary in that first game here. All right, no Hyde, no Poyer, uh, no Christian Benford in that game. And I don't think Elam played either. I mean, they were really a very no thin Trey secondary. White. No, Of course, no Trey White. Yeah. Uh, no, Alon played in the first. Did he? Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see this week here with a much healthier secondary, that difference. Um, and I want to, I'm want i curious how much they take from uh, the film of what San Francisco did and what the Chargers did to this Dolphins team with a more of a man-press style on the receivers here if that uh, is, is going to go ahead and el- eliminate the, those big plays here from Tua. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see with having Poirier back in the lineup too, how he can make make those uh, affect the game from the safety position. All right, let's quickly run to the injuries here right now. We'll start out with the Miami Dolphins. As of today in practice, both Elijah Campbell and Eric Rowe, their safeties were out. Uh, Campbell with a concussion, Rowe with a hamstring injury. Right now, wide receiver River Craft, uh, Craycraft is doubtful with a calf injury. And uh, questionable were Teddy Bridgewater, Jeff Wilson, and Trum Armstead, the offensive lineman with a toe, peck, and knee injury. Um, looking on the Buffalo Bills side of the ball, 
football right now. Uh, both Bates and Jordan Phillips were held out of practice today in Orchard Park. So I would say uh, right now it's looking doubtful for the game, but we'll see. We saw Matt Milano was out a good chunk of practice, played last week, and Matt Milano He's just playing like a man possessed. We, I, I think we sound like a broken record. We say it every week. How can you not? He is playing out of his mind. He really is, man. He, he is playing insane football right now. And he's the, he is, I mean, him and Tremaine Edmonds. Tremaine Edmonds is playing some of the best football we've ever seen him play. And I, I think fans sometimes miss out because of the things he does so well. Um, because they're things that, like, if you aren't looking for them, you don't notice, if that makes sense. And both him and Milano are all over the field, shutting things down, flying around, being nuisances, being just just difficult for opposing offensive coordinators to plan for. Players who did practice today include Reggie Gilliam, Ed Oliver, Matt Milano, of course, Josh Allen, Cam Lewis, and Mitch Morris. And of those names I just mentioned, the first name that stands out to me here is Reggie Gilliam. He, he's he been instrumental in blocking in the run game. Having him on there could be what helps get this ground game going. Yeah, I agree, Brad. It, it, having a guy like Reggie Gilliam back is huge because he is uh, he also on special teams. You know, he is a huge special teams contributor. And finding someone to fill in for the void um, is at, it can be incredibly difficult, and as much as sports media people don't like to downplay the value of special teams in modern day football, as we saw last week, special teams plays a huge and vital role within the sport, and which is why, you know, not to get too deep into it, but it's why there are coaches paid to teach it. Right? With there's no if they were if it was an obsolete area. The NFL wouldn't have someone coordinating. They would just have somebody else do it as part of their job. So it, it is having Reggie Gilliam back healthy is huge. All right. Final thoughts on this one, Alex. It, this is going to be a test of the mental fortitude of the Bills, I think, Brad. I think this mm-hmm. is going to kind of show what they're made of. Last week was uh, big because, um, you know, it sort of showed that the Bills do still have some tricks up their sleeve, even yeah. with Vaughn going down for the year. Because um, that could have been an easy game just to pack up and, you know, the defense to fold up. But the defensive line showed up showed up huge. Um, so I, I think that I genuinely think that this is going to be a measuring stick to where the Bills are. If the Bills go into Saturday night, handle their business, and just, you know, this – this Miami team is faltering headed into this game. They are they are stumbling on their way to the finish line. And if the Bills can sort of put a stake in their heart, that could send the Miami Dolphins scrambling. So it's going to be a litmus test to see what this Buffalo Bills team is made of. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. For Alex Jones and Brad the Brizzer Icorn, go Bills. This has been the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast, an R Street Media production.